Greetings, and welcome to episode 27 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things that they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we talk about the best games we played in 2016. Obligatory Best Of Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. It's time to think back on 2016 and all the games we played. And now it's time to talk about the best ones. I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. How are you doing? Um, well, I'm on this side of the grass. I guess it's a good day. I was about to say, there's a lot of grass between us. I mean... Yeah, I'm on this side of it, so I mean, yeah. I'm talking about, you know, the not yes. underneath. Yes, yes. Not, not, not dead. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. We both survived 2016 and so did our podcast. So, yeah. Yay. Over we, a didn't, year. we didn't all die. Yeah. Over a year of this shit. Can you believe it? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Woo. <laughs> yeah. That's right. it. Woo. Indeed. Let's hope we can uh, see if we can make it through 2017. God, don't kill me yet. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. All right. So, uh, what have you been playing lately over your uh, your your little breaky break? Well, I mean, isn't that what this whole episode is about? Kind of, but not really. Like, I mean, this is just lately. They, you, your games may not be on this list. I mean, one of them is. So, I'm going to leave okay. that one for later. Well, don't talk about um, that one yet. I mean, this is this this the the first one is kind of in the honorable mentions category, and it was Until Dawn. If you haven't heard about it, it is a, a really interesting kind of a a cinematic game similar to Heavy Rain and that it's basically all kinds of uh, unfortunate quick time events. There's some other things that, that go on. But for the most part, it's just moving your characters around. You get six of them. It's basically the teenage horror film come to life. A really interesting uh, game that uh, you basically can either... All of the characters can die. None of the characters can die, or any combination therein. Uh, it's it's a very interesting way to see if you can get all of your characters out alive. That's cool. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about that game, but I'm not a huge fan of survival horror, and that's I think what that game falls into that genre kind of. So I'd say so. Like all of the box art and stuff looks really cool, and all the concept art looks really awesome. That I've seen because it's yeah. published by Bethesda, right? I uh, not that I know of. I'm I'm not entirely sure. I might be wrong on that. I uh, it was Supermassive Games that made it, and it was published by Sony Computer Entertainment. Since it was a uh, I'm thinking, PS4 game, I'm thinking of Within Evil. That's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, The Evil, the Evil Within. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking terrible. Just bad. A bad game. Like I can't elaborate like, how terrible it was. That one, like all of everyone loves all the box art for it because it looks really. Oh, the box cool. art looks great, but the game is fucking awful. Yeah, see, this is why I don't play survival horror games. They all look, they all look the same, and most of them are horrible. Okay, do you remember? Do you remember Vision Bob in 
old first person shooter games. Like you, you know how you like you you you're, you literally bob up and down with the vision. Do you remember how sick that made you? No. No, it didn't make you sick at all. No. Because that's back in the Evil Within, and it's a third person plat a third person game. See, it doesn't make much sense for well, it can because I think no, no, I it think, fucking doesn't. Well, I think there's some in uh, Gears of War. Sure, but uh, I'm not going to call that a bad game. I'm just going to call it a game. Uh, yeah. it, but it, like the thing is, is, it's used to convey like movement in a more like visceral sense. Oh, yeah, and, and it can work. Like because it just needs to be done right. With Gears of War, you're charging when it's doing that. If yeah. I recall correctly, you're doing the sprint. With this, it's just all the time. And and it's presented like you're watching a film, and so, yeah. and you're basically the. It feels like you're supposed to be the cameraman behind the main character, and it just infuriated me. Like I got the game for free, and I want my money back. Nice. So uh, until dawn is not that, and it's pretty good. If you have a PS4, I highly recommend it. Uh, I ended up getting one over the. Yeah, my I was just saying, you, to me. you've been like splurging on PS4 stuff lately, haven't you? Uh, not really. I only bought three games for it as well as the uh, PS4 itself. So I, I got myself a Christmas gift, really. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Any, anything else you've been playing that you're willing to talk about yet? Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. I was listening over at uh, listening over on Tadpog and they were doing Tyler's probably top five favorite game. One of them was Final Fantasy Tactics. I was like, I haven't played this in forever, so I'm just going to play through that again. And it's just as fun as I remember it. Nice. Also been playing um, a... What is that game? It was called uh, Winning Putt Golf Online. It is a an MMO golf game. Nice. That is the dumbest phrase I'll ever utter on this podcast. Nah, but it's a lot there's... of fun. I've uh, been <laughs> playing it with uh, our guest host, uh, Sandwich Pope Phil. Uh, that fun game, enjoyable. You know, nice. not not doesn't make the list, but it's still kind of entertaining. I also haven't started to start playing it until today. So that's cool. What about you? Um, mine has been really weird lately. Other than our yeah. uh, game of the month game, game corner game that we're playing. Uh, that I've been playing occasionally. Um, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, you got to start getting on that, son. Yup. I've actually been playing Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yeah. Because like some of my friends got back into it, and it's not that weird. Have you seen either of the last two expansion trailers for the game? I saw the one with the. Uh, I guess they were twin Jedi just yes. going ape shit. I saw that trailer. Uh, yeah. I haven't so, seen the most recent one. So that trailer is really cool. So there's yes, a new definitely. so to to explain what's been going on is they they did this story I think it's called Knights of the Fallen Empire I think mm -hmm. I believe so and it's like twenty chapters of story in this game like that you play starting at level sixty and it's it's an end game story and it's got this crazy galactic overarching plot of the you know this kid and his dad and you I think trying to stop them and all kinds of other ridiculous shit happening okay and they just continued it so they there's a new like nine chapters i think so far and then there's going to be like another eight chapters or something later that's going to finish it off um so is this released uh, i assume this was released for free just like everything if, else in old republic if, if you subscribe you get okay. access to it or you gotcha. can purchase it in the store with in-game or you know 
with in-game uh, credits? With uh, paid credits, yeah. Okay, but you can can you earn the cash or like the the in-game currency? Okay, you, you cannot you cannot earn cartel coins, but that kind of blows. It does, but you know, I mean the subscription's not that but huge. It's like twelve bucks, can, I think, right? Yeah, but you can also I think just buy a cartel coins and then buy it. I think I'm don't quote me on that because I haven't actually checked. I just subscribe. Okay, I'm writing this down now. Dan said that you could buy cartel. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> and yes but the the new trailer looks absolutely amazing and it's one of those things where you're just like can disney just give bioware a green light to do an old republic movie like just animate? just an animated movie would be great yeah because some of the scenes you're looking at it and you're like i'm not sure if this is computer animated or not like yeah and it's and it's scary because normally there's like that uncanny valley thing going on where you're just like meh meh but when like some of their just the faces in there it, it you think it looks at times like it's a real actress sitting there and like is so it mocap maybe it's probably is mocap but it is still animated which that's the problem getting the textures to look right sure and, you know because i mean look at you know spirit within and some of the stuff like that like it yeah it doesn't it looks like you know cloth and they're really good at some of that stuff but they don't look like real real people, people there's yeah just, there's just that that weird thing in the back of your head that makes you go that uncanny valley effect like yeah yep. this isn't quite there and i remember uh michael uh he was always bitching about the hands on spirits within how they just looked yeah. robotronic yeah hands are tough to get right Absolutely. no matter what in art but yeah, so so I started playing this because a bunch of my friends, after seeing that trailer, were like, "Oh man, we're gonna get back into it." And I'm like, "Cool, what server do you play on?" Because apparently they were having a deal on ridiculously cheap server transfers. So, like normally they're they cost a lot of money, like ten bucks or something like that. And right sure. now the cartel cartel coin cost is like fifty cents, <laughs> and like. Oh, for the yeah. actual coins or fifty. Yeah, the the, okay. the value of the coins it costs right now to transfer servers. I mean, it's instead of being seven hundred and fifty coins, it's like seventy five. So it's like, uh -huh. I have that just sitting around from my old subscription. I might as well transfer servers. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So I've actually been playing through one of the later storylines, trying to level up so that I can do this the Fallen Empire stuff. So I've been. It's a weird storyline involving Revan, which is kind of cool to see because. He was yeah. uh, Night's Old Republic one, yep. correct? Okay, and, and two, I think, but I don't remember two? two. I don't remember two that well. I don't either. I really need to go back and play those. God, there's so many games to play. So Speaking many of, games. Was there any more you wanted to add? No, no, no that's it for me. For now. All right, let's go ahead and get into our topic. Unless we have any news going on, I have one piece of news for you that I you Far may, away. may not have heard. I um, might have. So there are rumors abound right now that there is going to be a Bloodborne 2 or another uh, Dark Souls game in 2017. I've heard the rumors going around about that. I'm more inclined to believe that Bloodborne 2 would be a thing rather than another Dark Souls because, um, uh, God, I can't remember the guy's name. The creator of it has gone on record to say that there will be no more Dark Souls games. Okay. But 3 was the was the final chapter. 
And it it was a fitting tie because Mm -hmm. it might be a new Bloodborne because uh, it was a great tie-in because Dark Souls 3 encompassed the worlds of Demon Souls, Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Souls 1 and and portions of Dark Souls 2, even though Dark Souls 2 was not canon. It had a few portions of it. And it also had enemies very similar to Bloodborne. So basically encompassed all of the entire series into one just glorious orgy of fun. Nice. Oh, I and one more one more thing, because this is just funny to me. It's fucking Shoot. hilarious. So right now it's the twentieth anniversary of Diablo. Because mm-hmm. cause it came out December 29th, twenty years ago. Yep. Um nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. So the I think nineteen ninety-six, because yes. now it's yeah. Right. Yeah. But so Blizzard is doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff which i'm sure they've done some stuff in uh, overwatch which i know you play yes uh, actually a bunch of um a couple of sprays unlocked and a uh, new uh, player icon unlocked yeah so have you seen what they're doing in world of warcraft no i haven't i don't i avoid world of warcraft but please tell our listeners this is so fucking funny so at the end of random dungeons in world of warcraft you know the loot goblins like they would that come yeah. and like steal your treasure and run off in Diablo yep. yep one of them will show up and start running away and you have to have to beat him up and if you beat him up a portal spawns okay and, and if you go through the portal it's the fucking cow level <laughs> Awesome. awesome. And, you, and a bunch of random cows start attacking you and you can farm up some stuff like scrolls of town portal and some other little like little Diablo nuggets. And, you know, scrolls of town portal are just a consumable hearthstone. And it's, you know, funny, funny little things. And then there's like a guitar that drops. And if you play the guitar, it plays the original uh, Tristam theme from Diablo one, like the, nice. you know, the guitar that everyone yeah. knows. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, and, and, and there's just some other like little funny stuff. It's it's like a holiday event basically that like they right. do for headless horsemen and stuff like that for Halloween. But they uh yeah totally Diablo themed and totally hilarious that there's a cow level with cows and Torin. Did they ever release the uh, Diablo one content for Diablo three yet? I believe they did. Okay, because I I haven't played in a while. Um, another bit of news. It's so Overwatch releases its characters, new characters sporadically. They design them, have them go through all the quality testing and whatnot. And a new character's been teased for the last probably four months or so. And it's a character called Doomfist. Okay. And the apparently everybody is really high on a specific person to play Doomfist. And that person is Terry fucking Cruz. Yeah. And he's teased repeatedly over the last couple of days that he is going to be voicing Doomfist in Overwatch. And if he, I swear to God, if he doesn't have a peck bouncy emote, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> and Blizzard would do that too. Like, they have they, they to. Would back, they would go back and, and edit some stuff just to make it funnier. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I'm looking at top stories on Google right now. And uh, Terry Crews is almost definitely voicing Doomfist in Overwatch. Overwatch fans and Terry Crews both think he's perfect for Doomfist. And Overwatch The Rock also thinks Terry Crews should be Doomfist. <laughs> what further evidence do you require? <laughs> so the I'm, I want to say 80% sure that uh, Terry Crews will be Doomfist. God, I hope nice. that's true. 
that would be pretty awesome. All right. Main topic? Now we can go to the main topic. Main topic. These are... Okay, so when we say best of 2016, we don't necessarily mean games that were released in 2016. Yeah, so like it's the end of the year slash beginning of the year, so everyone and their mother is doing best of 2016 stuff. So we're going to do our little cheeky take on it. And these are going to be the best games we played in 2016, regardless of whenever they were released. Like these were the ones, these were the ones that we played and we loved and we enjoyed in 2016. So how do we want to do this? Do you want to go back and forth or yeah, good, we'll just go back and forth. Okay. In, um, in whatever order you want to talk about them in mine are in the order. I think I played them in. So, okay. Why don't you go ahead with your first one? Okay. So my first one, you've heard me talk about this. If you remember a while ago on the podcast, uh, it definitely has to be the beginner's guide. It was one of the coolest stories I've seen in a game. And it's very weird and it's cool. And it's basically a walking simulator. Like you literally just walk through these levels okay. as the narrator, like the narrator's trying to explain like his the level design philosophies and stuff behind his favorite indie game dev who's like a friend of his that designed for a really long time and never released any of his games to the public and you know hid away and all kinds of craziness and so could we maybe liken it to something like stanley parable without the ridiculousness it is by the guy who did the Stanley Parable. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it is It is the same guy. So yes, it, it is very, that same kind of thing. It is okay. not a humorous game at all, but it, it shows you- It is literally you, a love letter to his friend. Kind of. And it has like all of these cool bugs in it and like just all this really cool stuff that's intentionally designed and it is a masterfully designed game. And it is done so well that there are people who think that it is not a work of fiction and that the the developer ripped off another dude's games and is selling them on Steam. Like he got in trouble basically for this because people like were downvoting his game because they thought he was stealing this other dude's content and making a game out of it and putting it on Steam for his own profit. But this is his friend we're we're talking about, right? Air quote unquote friend. It's, it's it's all just fiction like it's all just a work okay. of fiction like it is that is the okay. narrative of the game is that his his friend is a reclusive shut-in who de gotcha. designs games and like never releases any of them but lets him play them him and a couple other close friends and gotcha. he's like dude why don't you show the world your games your game development is amazing and so he collected a whole bunch of his this, this guy's games and is releasing them and walking the player through the the design choices that the guy makes in the the games so it's basically like you're playing this other dude's games with like director's commentary on but the director's commentary is his friend explaining the games as you're playing them it's okay it's, that sounds fun it is really hard to explain in a way that's like yeah, that's okay, cool. that sounds really cool. But No, it does sound pretty cool. Like but, I, I'm interested in playing it. But it is definitely a lot like a lot like the Stanley Parable. It's about the narrator. And the narrator is the developer this time. It is not someone else. It is literally the dude that developed the game. And, right. That's that's where I got confused in the in yes. the my brain pan went just kind of that flushing sound you heard viewers or listeners was me, <laughs> my brain taking a shit. Really. 
So the beginner's guide was released towards the end of 2015. So it like kind of okay. almost qualified for this list in both aspects, but it is, I, I still highly recommend it. I would pay the probably 12 to $15. It's going to be on steam at full price and uh, in, in a right, fucking heartbeat. I got it. I, I paid 1299 for it, I think. And that was on sale from 15. So 10 bucks is full price. Full price uh, is ten bucks right now. Full price is ten bucks. That seems worth it. The beginner's guide soundtrack and uh, the game itself is thirteen. Yeah, like just seriously. If, Holy if, shit! If there was going to be a game on this list that I would say hands down buy it, don't ask questions. Like it's worth your time. It's the beginner's guide. Like I love all of these games that are on here, but by far this was my favorite game that I played this year. On his list, my list yes. is different. In <laughs> fact, there's actually no overlap. Yes, there's zero overlap on our list, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, okay. So my first game of 2016 was kind of a sleeper for me. Like I, d- I didn't expect my, I didn't expect much out of it, but I got it on the winter sale. I started playing it. It's called This Is the Police. Uh, so you play a police chief named Jack. He is being run out of his office in 180 days. The mayor is forcibly causing him to retire. The twist is that you need to make $500,000 in those 180 days. You can do that by actually catching criminals and getting the bonuses associated with that. Or you can say yes to the mob and make it in the dirtiest way possible. The key to winning is kind of a mixture of both. So what happens about maybe two weeks in, it's it's light spoilers because you'll experience it like two weeks in, a mob war breaks out between a two rival families. One is a, an upstart guy coming in, trying to take over the city. The other one has been here. He's the old, he's the old, you know, the, the, the evil that, you know, you know, mm-hmm. and he's been there since before Jack was a, the chief police since he was a beat cop. And it's just the mafia guy that was always there. You can sign on with the guy who's always been there, the, the devil, you know, or you can go with the devil. You don't, who had just come into town fairly recently is trying to take over. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten very far in it, but it's definitely a game that I've very much enjoyed. Now, that portion is the adventure portion of the game. There's also right. a city, kind of a city management style portion of the game where you actually send your cops out on the calls. You have cases where for your detectives to go out on to solve crimes. And you also can, say, help out um, the mob bosses guys by sending your flunkies that way it's it's a very interesting kind of um management slash adventure hybrid everything is a choice you can do x where it has y consequences down the road like my first playthrough i was trying to be as clean as possible clean cut i didn't do anything wrong nothing was going to do that to keep me from enforcing the law ended up dying on day 11 nice (laughs) because the mob hit hit me in the fucking head it's a very interesting game. I got it for like nine eighty nine uh, when it was on sale during the Steam sale. It, it released this year, so it satisfies both criteria. Nice. Um, and it is normally fourteen ninety nine. It seems like a, it's a little bit of a high price to me because for what you get, it is not a lot of content, at least on on the surface. Because you're doing a lot of management style stuff, and it's it's kind of a mile wide but an inch deep type thing. Because you you get all of the stuff that you get in the beginning. 
the really the big thing to play for is the story. So maybe waiting for it to go on sale, but I would definitely recommend playing it. Nice. Yeah, I liked it. It was something that I'd, I enjoyed, and I think you might enjoy it too. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely sounds interesting. I like the the kind of management sim games are always a little weird, so it's interesting to see like basically a new shell on top of them. Like, Yeah, a nice little twist around it. Yeah, new foils are always good. Mm-hmm. All right. So my next game is a bit of an oldie kind of at this point, kind of. <laughs> uh, it was officially released in 2014, and it was Shadowrun Dragonfall that I finally got around to playing much earlier this year. And that. it was excellent. It is a badass game. Like it is just a really good story and a great RPG that it really like because I played the director's cut because I got it for free because I backed Shadowrun Returns. <laughs> and nice. and it, so it came with the directors. They gave away the director's cut to everyone who uh, played, who backed Shadowrun. I invested in this game a while ago, which is kind of funny. But yeah, the director's cut is really, really good. It basically really just cleans up all of the little weird things about the combat in the original Shadowrun Returns. Right. So like it's, it's, just a really solid tactical RPG. I would put it quite a bit better than the one in Banner Saga. Like it is, it's pretty complicated. It's it's got some really good stuff, some crazy magic, some good grenades, and crazy shit like that. Hmm. Um, and there's a fucking dragon in it. I mean, come on, an actual dragon. Yes, <laughs> it's not just a name. Yeah, but no, there's there's some really cool stories and really weird decisions to make in that game and you get to like actually run like a a, a crew this time instead of uh like in the original game it was just kind of you going it alone and uh and kind of picking up people along the way and Shadowrun Dragonfall like you you inherit a group of uh of runners and you get to like do missions and keep your crew basically the entire game which is really cool that's awesome that's a lot of fun Lots of little plots with all the people and like learning their stories and their backgrounds and stuff. You know, good RPG stuff. Yeah. And it's strategic too. Yes, very. And you have to yeah. be careful or else everyone fucking dies. <laughs> yeah, it is not a very forgiving game. Neither <laughs> one of them are. Well, I didn't play Boston uh, Lockdown. I've, I haven't played Boston Lockdown either. I own it because I backed it on kickstarter because yeah. me and shadowrun and kickstarter like you know it's a thing um, i've heard mixed reviews of it unfortunately i played it a little while when it was in alpha i think just to mess around with it but you really can't gauge the, the finished game with alpha though yeah i know all right next so, up for me i think it's it's tough to choose because all four of the rest of my games are ones that i really enjoyed we're going to keep going with the the kind of uh, indie titles and go with darkest dungeon Nice. Have you played Darkest Dungeon? No, I have not. But I again hear nothing but phenomenal things about this, especially with the like sanity system and yep. here and comes the, another ringy endorsement. Yeah, the the crazy like dealing with mental illnesses, yeah. cool yeah. shit in the game. So another kind of uh, city management uh, slash um, it, it's it's, it's it, I'll, I'll get into the, how that is a city manager. But it's also a dungeon delving RPG slash roguelike because each one of your characters can and will die. Or go insane. 
<laughs> permanent. Well, the insanity actually is not as huge a detriment as you'd think, mm-hmm. but it will it could easily contribute to deaths because yes. with as your as your as your sanity meter goes down, as you are what's really called a stress mechanic, as that goes up, you mm-hmm. can hit a plateau of one hundred. Once you hit one, like your your there's a bar underneath your character's health. Once you hit that full bar, you have a um, a point where your character can either go heroic or retreat and retreat into themselves and go insane. If they go heroic, nothing but good things happen. It stays with you for the for the rest of that character's life. Mm-hmm. If they go panic mode and retreat into themselves, there's some huge detrimental effect will happen to them. Now, the effects are really kind of cool because you can also have you can have numerous effects happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, four positive and four negative on your character at one time. They can also go into deep negative negativity, in which case that thing is locked in and is much harder to remove because you can pay to get status effects removed, either good ones or neutral or good or bad ones. It doesn't matter which one. You put them into the sanatorium and remove that effect. The cool part is that your entire point of these characters is that you're you are the main you're the I guess. You are you, and you're coming back to your ancestral home, trying to free it from the clutches of a an eldritch elder being, which in this case, I, it's alluded to be Cthulhu, but they can't really say Cthulhu since H.P. Lovecraft's stories are not open mm-hmm. to the public kind of thing. Um, it is a very interesting game. Uh, if you enjoy role-playing games, if you enjoy... Uh, dungeon delving, you know, ex- exploration type of games. If you even enjoy city management, because there's a small aspect of that in which you slowly build up your your uh, the hamlet outside of your ancestral home to become more and more beneficial to your your party. And you also have a max roster of like 16 because you're as your characters continue to go down, their stress meters will continue to go up, and you need to give them rest and relaxation in order for those stress meters to go back down. Yeah, very interesting game. I wish I could encompass it further, but it's it's hard to actually talk about the game and give you a, a good idea of what it's like. It, it, I mean, yeah. just go ch- take a look at it on YouTube. Go go play it. It is. Uh, I don't think it's really that expensive. Uh, I, might, I actually I take that back. I think it's like twenty bucks. Uh, Darkest Dungeon is oh, wow wow okay uh, twenty four ninety nine. I'm not sure if it's worth that much because I got it on sale for like half that price. Uh, I would, I'd honestly, I'd love the game and coming from a place of deep love of this game, $24.99 is a tough pill to swallow. I'd wait for it to go on sale on one of the quarterly sales that Steam has. Pick it up. It's also on PS4. If you got a PS4, wait for it to go on sale on PS4. It's a good game. I highly recommend playing it, but get it on sale. Yay. Yay, indeed. All right, next All up. Right. Next up for me is again a weird one. And and I'm going to caveat this in a way because go on. It is an old game, but I consider it a 2016 release. Mm-hmm. So I can see why you would. So, so here's here's what's going on. So the game is Elite Dangerous. And Paul and I played Elite Dangerous earlier this year for a for a little while. And when so we when we played it. We played it right around the time that uh, so there's a, a an expansion for it called Horizons, 
and it's the season passes called Horizons. That's the this season of game updates is yes. called Horizon. It's really weird. Uh, so when we played, Horizons had just launched and 2.0 came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 2.0 involved landing on planets and some other little things that weren't necessary for playing the game. So just like, a fun little add-on. Yeah. Paul didn't have it. I had it. It didn't matter. Like we Not could play together. Like it, none of it mattered at all. Well, earlier this year, 2.0 came or 2.1 came out, which is was called Engineers, and completely, completely changed the way the game plays. Like so much stuff got rebalanced and reworked. New stuff got added to the game. Like it is a completely different game after 2.1 hit. And now, last month, 2.2, The Guardians came out, and now there's even more crazy shit that there wasn't before. Uh, like, you ship-launched fighters, so, like, bigger, bigger capital ships have a bunch of smaller ships now, and, like, crazy shit like that. Like, it, it, the game is nuts now. It is so different. It is a brand-new game that is an update of an, a game that already existed. And so I got my Hodas over here. You want to go play? <laughs> we will. We will definitely need to play. But here's the thing. With Horizons, there's two more patches left to come. Nice. There's 2.3 and 2.4. So here's what's supposed to come in 2.3. A commander creator. So you get to make what you look like because right now you don't. Right. Like you, and you don't get to see yourself running around. around so you're going to get to do that. And then multi-crew vessels so you and a bunch of your friends can get together and and commit captain command one ship and play on different stations so like that's what's really funny about seeing the kind of you know quasi train wreck that we always kind of joke about with star citizen is that like elite dangerous launched a, a functioning game and has been building it over time and this is one of the things that like Star Citizen said, like that they wanted was like, you know, running around outside of your ship and cr- ships that can be crewed by multiple people. Like, and Here it's it gonna is. it's going to come in 2017 to Elite Dangerous. So what I what I really want to th- I'm, I'm thinking it's like, have you seen the the video? You watch D3, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the remember the video for Star Trek Bridge Crew? Yes, that's what it reminds me of. That's what you're describing. Yeah. By and, the way, that that not that bridge crew game, not the VR one, but okay. a, a different bridge crew game uh, that was Star Trek based was at Dragon Con, and like they had an entire room dedicated to it. It was pretty funny. That sounds interesting. Okay. And and the best part is is once 2.4 drops, which will be sometime in 2017, they will do a new season pass. And then they'll probably start with 3.0 and then 3.1 through 3.4. And like that will be the, you know, tw- probably through 2018 would be the three right. updates. So like it's it's not really like World of Warcraft, but it's kind of like an MMO like that. Because I mean, it, it does basically have the ability to be an MMO in that like you buy an expansion and that expansion lasts you for like a year or two. And then you buy a new expansion and it they will, again, further update the game and... I can't wait to see. Like, I just can't wait, especially once Microsoft's little uh, VR headset, three hundred dollar VR headset, comes out later this year. I, I, My problem is right here. I have glasses. Yeah, yeah. VR headsets don't fit on me. I have yet to find one that does. Yeah. 
But we'll see. We'll see. But I, and hopefully this will fucking fix that because I'd mm-hmm. love to actually play the games. Yeah. But I can't fucking see without these glasses. Like, I, I really don't care about VR games. I just want to, like, be able to look around and <laughs> yeah. an Elite Dangerous. Yeah. And, and because, so, so, folks, with Elite Dangerous, you've got not only your front panel, your HUD, you've also got a left side screen and a right side screen. And you can actually look around, like you're in a you cockpit. Can. Like yes. you can look, you know, you can look out all of the windows if you use yep. your little uh, hood, or not hood, whatever the, the little. I think it is called a hood. Uh, the, the, the little little, little stick mm-hmm. on top of your HOTUS. Mm-hmm. So with that, I, and I know I know that we have always we've almost exclusively been against uh, season passes in the past. This is one that I don't I wouldn't mind paying for because with a season pass, you know exactly what you're getting. You are getting three or four scheduled releases over the next year from oh gosh, uh, from a company that actually seems to give a shit about their their player base. And uh, that company is wow, it doesn't say on their website, it doesn't say on the Steam page. Frontier Development. Frontier Developers. Okay. So the trouble with the season pass in this case that I've always seen is that generally they're expensive. Mm-hmm. The base game for Elite Dangerous is thirty dollars. Horizons is thirty dollars. Also thirty dollars. But you are getting like literally two years of content out of yeah, it. Yeah, and it's a, it's a <laughs> lot of content. You're getting a essentially a fresh new game yeah. because the the original Elite Dangerous only has ship to ship combat. It's got movement between star systems. It's got a lot of limitations that Horizons expands upon. Mm-hmm. And you're getting a fresh game. It's it's a good game, too. I, I very much enjoyed it. The only reason I fell out is because uh, Dan and I have conflicting schedules, and the only time we can actually play is generally around like after 9.30 when yeah. his daughter Mar goes to bed. Late at night. <laughs> yeah, when I need to sleep and get up early and work for the morning. Yep. Yep, yep. Anything else to add for Elite? No, like, but... Oh, so good. And I'm going to count it as 2016, even though the original game released in 2014. I, I think with, with Horizons, you could probably count that as 2016 release. Yeah. Okay. Well, Horizons came out in 2015, which is kind of funny. But it's still releasing content in 2016. Don't fucking ruin this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that, that's what's funny. It's like this game is just, that's what makes this game really good is it's perpetually improving upon itself, which is really cool. So what's going to happen here is that that is actually one of my honorable mentions. So I'm going to be able to uh, cross that out for my honorable mention list because Elite Dangerous is really good and we've expounded upon it more than enough for for one day. (laughs) Okay. So I've got three more games to choose from. All of them released this year. (laughs) Yeah. But and see, that's why I'm just saying, like, I'm going through them in the order that I played them this year. I'm, I'm picking and choosing whichever that I really want to because... I don't give a fuck about your rules. Yeah. Fuck everyone's okay. rules. <laughs> so everybody's heard about this game. Everybody's raving about this game. It is one of the granddaddies of them all. Doom. Don't shake your head. Doom was amazing. So Doom... Uh, Bethesda picked up the license for Doom uh, and its software yeah. along with it. Yeah. I was gonna say and everything else. And everything else, including its software. So... This year, they released what Doom would have been had they had the technology that they have now. The original Doom 
I am convinced would have been this. And it is just balls to the wall action. Don't stop moving. Don't stop shooting. Kill anything that moves. Just keep going. It is a bloodbath. Uh, they added to this game as opposed to uh, just murdering your way through with guns and chainsaws. You can also do finishing moves on certain and on pretty much all of the enemies, including bosses. When you get them down to a certain point of health, you see them flash in either blue or orange, and when, orange when they're ready to get hit. Or, it's either orange when they're ready to get hit and blue when they're you're close enough or vice versa. Either way, you slap that E key, you go into a really cool um, glory kill mode, which I think they kind of borrowed from uh, Brutal Doom. Yeah. It, it's an homage <laughs> to Brutal Doom. Like they, And Brutal Doom was excellent, and they're, yeah. they want to pay a bit of homage to it, and this is a great way to do so. <laughs> the only problem I found with that is the glory kills get old really quick because there's not many of them. And... Yeah. And that's okay, because you still have a lot of guns to murder things with. And you've got power-ups to those guns that you unlock by punching poor robots that hold the power-ups in front of you. <laughs> yep. It is an extremely fun game. I got it on sale for 40 bucks, and I don't regret a single penny of that money spent. It's usually uh, sold for 60 bucks, so you can wait for a Steam sale. It's worth the money. You, it's came out on both uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Grab one of those copies, if you prefer to use uh, control sticks, it's just as effective. It's just as fun. Go play. Enjoy it. It's amazing. All right. So up next for me is, again, another uh, game I backed on Kickstarter. But it did release in 2016. I'll be dipped in shit and rolled in breadcrumbs. It, it, they finally finished it and got out of early access in 2016. So this game is called Grim Dawn. I've heard good things. I've seen it on Steam. I wanted it, to play it, but I saw Early Access and was very sad. It is out of Early Access. It is a completely finished game now. So be best way to describe this game and see if you want to play this game. Do you like Diablo-style games? Yeah. Do you like crazy post-apocalyptic games? Yeah. Then you should check out Grim Dawn. Okay. So it's a. it is a crazy post-apocalyptic Diablo style game like it has guns it has weapons it has weird magic-y shit it is a really fucking cool game really really well done super super hardcore if you want to go super hardcore in it too like the guys who made this game are some of the guys that made uh is that Titan Quest which Titan was a, Quest, yes yeah so they made Titan Quest and the sequel to Titan Quest I believe they, it just ended up being an expansion pack yeah, to it. I, yeah, I think they. I think it was an expansion, and they spun it off into a sequel. I think. Gotcha. gotcha. I don't know. There are definitely two games, though. Two Titan the pitfall Quest. with Titan Quest is that the maps never changed. Yeah. That was the biggest issue. Yeah, I think. I think this one is procedurally generated. So it, good. It, good. But it, it adds is, some flavor variety to the game. Makes you want to keep the, playing. But the maps are fucking massive like i mean you you go in and you start like oh i'm over here and now i did this quest and i go over here and i did this quest and went up here and i went up here and went up here and went up here and went up here and like two hours later you're like i have explored five percent of the map <laughs> nice so that's just so that's how many maps are there or is it just i don't, I don't know oh like it is yeah i i did have not gotten that far i 
I just I've been randomly playing it, just being like, okay, this is kind of cool, like, huh? Because you know, I'm I'm a very casual Diablo style game fan, so like I know they had finished, so I wanted to check out the fully finished game, and have not been disappointed at all. Like, totally awesome. not disappointed in my my investment in uh, Grim Dawn. That's fantastic, and uh, definitely. If you if you are a fan of Diablo games, like you you owe it to this one. It is an indie game, and they have put years of work into it, and uh, it is totally worth picking up if you are a fan of that style of game. Sweet. What's the price on it? Twenty five. Twenty five is a bit much for I, I unless it's something like a triple A title that I that I'm absolutely frothing in the mouth over. Doom. Uh, I'm hesitant to spend anything over twenty. See, that's the thing. Like. If you like Diablo games, I think it's t- worth every penny of twenty five bucks. Like, That's I would fair. pay. Like, I would consider paying twenty. Like, it is a twenty five dollar game. Like, totally yeah. fair enough. Like, it is. It is good enough and handled done well enough that totally is. It's four player multiplayer. It is exactly what you want in a Diablo style game. That, that is not great. made by Blizzard. Like everything. <laughs> Everything is is good. Um, you, that being said, you know you can always pick it up cheaper if you are just curious and want to check it out. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, look at some gameplay videos of it. Like, it's in my opinion, totally worth it. All right, that's a ring endorsement. Yeah, some high praise. Okay, you ready? I'm, I'm ready. ready. We know my deep, deep, deep love affair for the Soul series. I love Dark Souls. I love Demon Souls. I love Dark Souls 2. I love Dark Souls 3. And I also love Bloodborne. I played the shit out of this game with Drew over the last uh, month or two. And it I'm barely scratching the surface with the amount of stuff I've been able to do. We've gotten into... So there's... With most... It's very similar to Demon Souls in that you've got four or five different worlds that you can jump into. We're only on world two. <laughs> That's so that's as far as we've gotten so far. Nice. Very fun game. It definitely switches the pace from uh Dark Souls in that it's not really something that you can you can be strategic about it. You can watch your enemies' movements, attack, and but you can't block. You don't get a shield. You get maybe one wooden flimsy shield. You don't really get shields, you can't really play a tank. You are a very agile, movement-based character. You jump and float around. Uh, the cool thing is that you've got trick weapons in that, uh, for example, my, my generally thing is a bladed cane. And it is a literal cane. Mm-hmm. You be, you're beating people with a cane, like a pimp stick. It is great. What's cool about it is that if you slap that L1 button, it'll turn into a whip, a chain whip. It is really a cool game in that you have just about everything you need in your right hand. Your left hand holds a gun, but that's not really your main damage dealer. What's cool about it is that that takes place of your parry. So when you're just about to get hit by something, you hit that left trigger, it hits the guy, he's staggered, you can hit R1, punch him in the chest, and rip out his heart. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It forces you to be very aggressive in the game because if you get hit, you've got a bit of life that you can get back if you attack back as fast as you possibly can. So if you get hit lightly, you get a bunch of your life bar gone, but if you attack back fast enough, you can recover most of it. 
Okay. It is it is a very interesting and fun mechanic. The bosses, it's it's so when we we see Bloodborne, you're gonna see a lot of blood. Just <laughs> fucking everywhere. Your character is gonna be covered in it, nice. and that's not a joke. As you're beating the crap out of of well, people, werewolves, bosses that are both people and werewolves, bosses that are kind of half wolf, half deer, half what the fuck is that? It is a you're as you're beating the shit out of them, you are going to be covered in blood. Your character's just going to look like a crimson corpse. It is just a lot of fun. I, I, I can't, I can't gush about it enough, but I see Dan's looking bored. So I'm going to shut no. the fuck up. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, if you have a PS4, it is well worth the price of admission to go just pick it up. I think it's 20 bucks right now. That's, and, that's cheap and, for, and for a game of this good. Let's be honest. This is why you bought your PS4, isn't it? Uh, actually, they actually got me with Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> They're re-releasing all the Crash Bandicoots in HD, and I want them, and shut up, don't laugh at me. So this was just a, a nice bonus? The, the, I, it is one of the numerous reasons that I got a PS4, that mm-hmm. and the re-release of The Last of Us, uh, Uncharted 4 I wanted to play, Bloodborne I wanted to play, I wanted to play Until Dawn with our mutual friend Hannah, she came over and we started. We played uh, Until Dawn the entire time she was here, it was great. Nice. It just, there are numerous reasons why I finally just said fuck it, the exclusives are enough that I can pick one up and not feel bad. Plus the price was like, I got it for 200 bucks since I had a bunch of Amazon gift cards. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was it was two hundred bucks. I can I can spend that and not be sad. Yes, yes, you can. All right. All right. So my last one is really fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard of this one. So it is a puzzle game, kind of. It is a city building game, kind of. Oh, okay. It is called Mini Metro. It was released this year. You can buy it on Steam. It is available for PC. It sure is. I would buy it for your mobile device. Interesting. It is available for both iOS and Android. What's the price in the iOS and Android? Um, I actually got it a couple of weeks ago because it was on sale on the iOS store for $0.99. Cents. So, on and to incentivize? And I, think I think it's either three ninety nine or four ninety nine normally. And to incentivize you to think about getting it for your mobile device, it is ten bucks on Steam. Yeah, and I don't know if it's if it is a ten dollar, but it's definitely like the I would have paid five dollars for it. Like I was interested in the game, and I just the seeing it on the front page of the iOS store uh, as part of a sale where they had like I think the basically like the editor's choice for the year or something like that on sale for. So there's like a dozen games on sale right now on iOS for 99 cents, and it was one of them. So how do I describe this game? Okay, so basically you build a subway system for a growing city, and it's very abstract. So like basically what you're building is literally like the subway map with the colored lines. Like when you think of a subway map and you look at a subway map, like the lines and the different shapes, symbols and stuff, that's what like a symbol pops up, you extend a line to it. So with the, like in the iOS version, the the tablet version, you literally just 
touch one number, like one node and drag it to another one and it'll extend that line. You can actually erase and rebuild lines, which on normal mode, there's normal mode and then there's like a hardcore mode where you like once you build a line, it's permanently there and you can't erase it. But in normal mode, you can actually like backtrack and rebuild it in different ways to reroute stuff. But there's a whole bunch of different cities and it has this really cool ambient soundtrack and it makes like these weird little ambient kind of like elevator dings every time it like picks up a passenger and drops off a passenger. And when you have like five subway lines and like 30 subway cars picking up a bunch of passengers and it's just making all these little kind of bing boom beep 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 bing, like just this weird kind of weird ambient melody going on it, mm-hmm. it's seriously it's a just like a i need to reset my brain i'm just gonna like chill and and do like this a, like a drunk man on a theremin yeah I'm, I'm just gonna do this for like five or ten minutes and and just chill for a few minutes and yeah it's it's a it's a good hard reset for your brain yeah i've been we've been watching tv at night lately and uh i haven't been feeling terribly well because my kid brought home a a little stomach bug but so when we've been watching tv i've just been like kind of sitting there with it on the ipad while we're watching like tv shows and you know you can seriously totally mindlessly do it while you're watching tv and it's not a big deal but it is a it is a challenging little puzzle game, but it's also like basically just really meditative, which is kind of cool. And if you if you feel like you need that in your life, it's it. I would pay five bucks in a heartbeat for it now that I've sure, actually sure. played it. Like, would you pay the ten bucks for Steam? I don't know because I don't know if the PC interface would be as good as the tablet interface. Like that, okay. the tablet interface is what sells me on it. Like sure. Because it's just, it seems like it's made for that game. But yeah, so I don't know. The PC is a hard sell just because, like, I don't feel like the mouse is the ideal way to interact with that game. Like, I feel like the actually tablet experience is a much better implementation of that. Okay. That idea. Okay. As hard, as weird as that is to say, like, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's very much like Guild of Engineering for me. The PC interface is not ideal for it, but it still works. Yeah. Mini Metro definitely worth checking out. It's hard to explain, but if if you go like watch some gameplay footage of it, like you'll very quickly go like, "Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah this that, makes sense." Yeah, you're just you're literally just building a subway map and moving little shapes around to other little shapes, which <laughs> with little abstract trains, it's it is a bizarre little game, but it is really cool. Like, actually, yeah, just go on Steam and watch. I'm pretty sure they have a trailer there that shows it. Or just go on your phone to the Android store, the Apple store, and, like... Yeah, they have a trailer on Steam. It's, it's a few minutes. Yeah, but it's just just a weird little ambient thing that's cool. Totally yeah. worth playing. Fair enough. I'm interested. Okay. We What's your... One? Your last one. Our final one for 2016. Games we played in 2016. Is the game that most pretty much everybody is talking about. If you are a fan of Blizzard, it is Overwatch. <laughs> I have been having so much fun with it. Uh, it is six on six uh, team based, either point capture or escort the payload if you played team fortress you've played similar to overwatch it is a very similar concept 
it is a lot of fun because the characters are so well designed. They are perfectly voiced. Their voices and characters fit the design of the character. It has it is Team Fortress Two dialed up to eleven without the hats. It has literally, I think, revived the first-person shooter genre for PC. I don't know if I'd go that far because Doom came out, but it has certainly yes. made people but, interested in the genre again yeah. that weren't interested in it before. But people played Doom. People have not stopped playing Overwatch. <laughs> yes, that is a fact. Like, Because it's such a... Yeah. It's, it's not a deep game, but it's a deep game. Yeah, well, does that make any sense whatsoever? Yes, but like what I'm saying is like people people played Doom, they enjoyed Doom. They were like, oh yeah, hey, that was a cool little nostalgia trip. But like people have been obsessively playing Overwatch. Like it it is it has like spawned its own thing. Like it is really crazy. It is a meme unto itself. Yeah, and the fact that Terry Crews wants to get on it, bounces pecs, and scream. Oh, it's me! Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. I can't. I cannot fucking wait for that. I really hope they get him into Doomfist. I can't wait. Yeah. So the the way that the dialogue has been going, because they add additional character dialogues on occasion, mm-hmm. and when you're sitting in your uh, your spawn point, you hear uh, characters talk to each other. They interact mm-hmm. and. Uh, at one point, one of them mentioned that Doomfist was dragging a little girl, a, a, a girl around. It, it actually wasn't Doomfist. It was uh, Reinhardt who was dragging the girl around. Uh, and it uh, there seemed to be teasing another couple characters with yeah. those lines that people are hearing. And I'm hoping that one of those will be Terry Crews flying around with his Doomfist. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. It's so awesome, you guys. Seriously, though, Overwatch is well worth the effort, well worth the time. I don't know if it's where I don't know how much you're willing to pay for it, but I paid 35 bucks when it was on sale and I don't regret the purchase. Not by any nice. means. It's been a, a lot of fun just to play. All right. So now we got a little thing I want to throw in. I, we got two, two little things left. So one of them is what was your biggest surprise of 2016? Like what game did you play in 2016 where you were like, wow, I did not think I would like this game as much as I enjoyed this game. Absolutely. So what was yours? Like, so I, I look at the one that you got in the notes and I can see that being both a surprise and not a surprise at the same time. Yeah. So I actually mentioned this in a game I was playing a while ago uh, and it was American Truck Simulator and it is a 2016 game. Like, In fact, it's got 2016 in the title. <laughs> Doesn't it? Or is no. that just European? It's just me putting that it was released in 2016. I swear it had the title too. Not at the point. But so it's one of those things where like I, I saw the game and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then I, I heard a couple of different people say like, oh, I play this while I'm listening to podcasts because this just gives me something to mindlessly do while I'm listening to podcasts. And I was mm-hmm. like, I like to drive and listen to podcasts. So I'm going to pick this game up. And then you like start getting into it and it's like, this is a fucking RPG with a driving simulator built into it. Yep. And it was just one of those like, hmm, this is kind of interesting. Backing up is kind of a pain in the ass, but you know, aside from truck. Yeah. 
but aside Semi. from that, yeah, and and you don't have a steering wheel, you're like using your fucking mouse and keyboard or yep. what I was using the uh, Xbox 360 controller, like. But yeah, like it was way more fun than I ever expected truck simulator to be because you know you there it has that stigma like you like truck simulator train simulator farm yeah. simulator you're like really like are the, yeah. can those possibly be fun and the then, only one that has the simulator title that was fun that i would highly recommend surgeon simulator goat simulator fuck that game <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like it was just you know, I got it thinking like, yeah, it'll be something that'll be fun to mess with while I listen to podcasts because that was the goal. And then it was like, oh, this is cool. And then I started looking at Elite Dangerous because it was like, well, what if I did space trucking while I listened to podcasts? And uh, that's why I originally got into Elite Dangerous because I wanted to do the transportation missions like while listening to a podcast. So mm-hmm. I need to get back into doing that. So yeah, I'll do that too, too. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe. Okay. My biggest surprise was kind of a tie. And and the only reason I say this is because I don't I don't consider it copping out since we've already talked about it at length. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch was one of them that was a big surprise for me because at first I was just so fucking sick of hearing about it. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. I don't care who you mean. And then I started playing it and it was amazing and I don't regret the purchase. The one, however, that was a huge surprise, as I mean, as in addition to Overwatch, was Viscera cleanup detail. And that is very much like your, I can turn off my brain and listen to podcasts. This is very much the same thing. Because I put off cleaning my apartment to clean up after someone's virtual mess of a Doom Guy brawl nice. in Viscera cleanup detail. It is a very fun game. And I, it, I do. It is a hilarious concept. Just it really is. Itself. Okay, so the concept of Viscera Cleanup Detail is you're a janitor, a space janitor. You go into various uh, various places. Uh, you've your company's been contracted to clean up after, uh, say, uh, Ellen Ripley after killing the alien, or that's not really a thing that's in there. But I'm just trying to give examples, or like you've. Say you play Doom and you know all that viscera and gore that's just flying around everywhere. Well, somebody's got to fucking clean that up. You're the guy hired to do it. A lot of fun. It is a surprising amount of fun because you wouldn't think cleaning something would be a great idea for a game. Yet there I was for five hours straight cleaning up this fucking cesspit of gore and violence. Yep. It is entertaining as hell. And that was my biggest surprise. It didn't make the cut because I wanted to have that as just the biggest surprise, even though I included Overwatch as well because of my surprise. But it just, mm-hmm. it is a very fun game. I would highly recommend it. Nice. All right. So now we want to do something a little weird. And we want to do a couple of games that you should keep your eyes on in 2017. So they, they currently exist in various forms. And, but they're going to do some cool stuff in 2017. And you kind of, in a way, owe it to yourself to to kind of just keep an eye on it and see if you might be interested in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go first with this one? 
Okay. I was actually able to throw this in my... I, I also put together an honorable mention category because there were so many games that I played that I really enjoyed, but not all of them can make a cut. I was able to pick up uh, from a friend a beta key for this really cool asymmetric uh, online horror game. And it's called Friday the 13th. Yes, that Friday the 13th. Yes. One of you plays Jason... The other players play the camp counselors. You can have up to eight players in the, in the game, and it is just as fun as it sounds. Even the beta, which they're actually using a beta for what it was supposed to be used for, which is to iron up bugs, get mm-hmm. feedback, see what the game is like when you actually stress test it. It didn't perform as well as I'd hoped. And th- when I say that, I mean that the server sometimes crashed. You had issues getting matched with the, with the game. But it ended up being a really fun experience. I got a chance to play it with uh, Dave of Tadpog, uh, Drew of Hops and Heroes, uh, Ramon Castillo, who's a good friend of mine, uh, Cody and uh, Chris. We all got a chance to sit down, play it together. Awesome experience. It was a lot of fun because we got to a point where we were all on Discord. And if you're not familiar with Discord, it is a very similar to Skype in that you can, you're all on it, you're talking to each other, you're able to just have an open line of communication. However, the issue is that with Friday the 13th, they do have in-game chat. And the entire point of that is to be around each other so you can actually hear yourself and your other people around you. The voices go down as you get further away unless you have a walkie-talkie. But we wanted to give us give ourselves a bit more experience with it since Jason was able to kill us pretty quickly when we were using the in-game voice chat. So yeah. we all got on Discord. Because you can hear people who are nearby you in yes. the game. Yes. Now, the issue with it was that without us coordinating, Jason was just ripping us apart. It was it wasn't fun. It wasn't it was too high a challenge, and I think that's part of the, the that needs to get balanced out in beta. What we did, however, was we ended up uh, getting on Discord, and the person who was picked as Jason, since it was a random selection, would mute themselves and deafen themselves so that they couldn't be heard and they couldn't hear anybody else. So they were acting in a bubble while the camp counselors were able to coordinate. And we actually had a pretty even split of people who won and like the camp counselors winning and Jason winning. So the idea of it is that uh, camp counselors, their entire thing is to either summon the cops and escape or just wait out the timer until it goes down and Jason loses at that point. You can't kill Jason. Jason can kill you. (laughs) No matter how hard you try, pooty pop. We we really tried. Um, yeah, it, we it was a lot of fun. I keep an eye out for it because the beta was fun. And if the beta was that fun, I can't wait for the finished product. Yeah. Yeah. PewDiePie actually did a video recently with him and a bunch of friends playing it. And uh, they, they had some really fun bugs. Like if you're, you're climbing in or out of a window, Jason can't grab you while you're climbing in and out of a window. Yep. And so, like, this one guy just, like, literally was kept climbing. He would, like, climb out of the window, and then PewDiePie as Jason would run out the door, and then he would climb back in the window, and he would run back in, and they would, yeah, just bet. He was, it was pretty funny. Like, yeah. They were just being goofy, but. Yeah. Well, we were actually playing to win, and uh, Jason probably up until the point where we started using Discord, he'd win 100% of the time. Then we got it to about 25% counselors, 75% Jason would. Because he's got the ability to basically, depending on which Jason you choose, I didn't even get to that part. There's mm-hmm. 
second film Jason, third film Jason, and seventh film Jason. Interesting. They all have their pits, pitfalls and uh, drawbacks or strengths. One of them for uh, Friday the 13th uh, Part 7 was Jason was faster, he could run, and he could also do a better phase shift. In which case, uh, you literally kind of pilot Jason through... And when I say pilot, I mean, it, it feels like you're flying because he's face shifting through reality and then yeah. popping back up into existence somewhere near the counselor. There's also the ability for him to basically teleport around the map. Nice. Which is really interesting in that uh, it lent to a lot of easy kills because the counselors only spawn in certain locations, which kind of sucked. Once you figured out where they spawned, it was easy for, the, for you to just pop in there and hunt them down. Yeah, yeah that sounds a little... Week. It's a little broken, but I, again, it's the beta. They have a yeah, ton yeah. of time to change it, and once it comes before it comes to a fully yeah. live game, and they'll probably do another beta. No, I would know. hope so because I really want to play that again without paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> I still nice. think it'd be very much worth it. it. It's a lot like if you've heard of it, Evolve. Mm-hmm. Very similar concept. I wouldn't pay for Evolve. I'd pay for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's Friday the 13th. It's Jason hunting, hunting down kids. Yeah. How fucking fun is that? Indeed. All right. All right. So you had mine. one more game to keep your eye on. Yeah. So this game has come a long way from when I bought the early access alpha version of it, which, because it, it was just a really cool idea. So it was, again, like a lot of the Kickstarter things like, hell yeah, I want to support this game. And it is called Brawlhalla. And it is on Steam, and I think it's done with early access. I should be. Yeah, so it's it's free to play. Um, it? Yeah, it is it is free to play. Uh, it is actually still in early access. It's still considered oh, early access, which is kind of funny because they have official esports tournaments for this game now. Oh, it looks a lot like uh, Smash Brothers. That's because. It basically is Smash Brothers for PC. Mm-hmm. And they do. Like they have the the developer that makes this game is in the vicinity of Atlanta. Like they're in the Atlanta suburb somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they are having the Brawlhalla World Championship tournament here in Atlanta. And I think it's sometime in January. Sounds like something to go to. I might try to. We'll see. But yeah, so it is it there's some just really cool stuff that they do, but yeah, it is they do there's ranked stuff online, there's four player free for all, uh there's eight player 4v4 and free for all maps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I mean it's everything that you want in like a Smash Brothers style game only yeah, platform beat 'em up. Yep. And and it does it has the launch mechanics and everything like that. Everyone's a little floaty. They're, the weapons are a little weird. Everyone has their own abilities. It used to be like everyone was the same when I first played it. There were basically like two or three character models, but it right. didn't make any difference. It was sure. just the weapons. But now like there's a lot of difference in people, and it's it's kind of cool to see. And it's it's a fun little game. Uh, but yeah, like definitely if you like that Smash Brothers style game. It's fucking free to play. Just download it and check it out and see if you like it because it's might as well. 
it looks like it's getting ready to kind of take off a little bit because it's starting to get some backing. And like, if they're doing a big enough tournament to host a world championship and like rent like a giant venue out to do this thing, like it's popular enough. It's, it's starting to get popular. Yeah. So it's definitely worth taking a look at, especially like since they're doing this and it's still in early access, like it's, it's pretty, pretty much guaranteed this game's going to, you know, not just dry up and disappear off the face of the planet anytime soon. Definitely. So I would uh, just, yeah, check it out. If that's something that sounds interesting, a, and you, it definitely supports a controller. You can use a 360 controller or a PS three or four controller or whatever. You can also use an Xbox one controller, which now has native compatibility with windows. And uh, the good news for people who have PS four controllers, it is now fully supported by steam. Even better. Yeah. If you like the PS4 controller better than the the, the Xbox One controller, I know there's people out there who do. You can use PS4 controller now. It's pretty cool. All right. I got one more game to mention before we wrap this up. And it is an honorable mention because I really enjoyed the game. It's short. I don't know how much uh, replay I got out of it because I played it to interview our guest, Wes Platt. It was knee deep. And it is a very interesting uh, mystery game that's presented in the form of a stage play. Uh, So in it, you have three characters that you rotate through in order to basically tell the story behind uh, this backwater Florida town. Uh, You're playing as a reporter, uh, a reporter for, I don't remember what the, the, uh, the publication was, but you're playing an old hard bitten reporter who's lost his wife to another guy, his son trying to get, trying to keep connection with his son. You also play a blogger who is, um, the hip kid and a private detective who has had run-ins with they've, they've all kind of run into each other in the past and you unfold that story as the game goes on yep. really fun little game it's kind of a point and click adventure that you go through play uh choose your own kind of adventure category type game uh we had wes on if you want to go back in the archives take a look at it we had the uh the lead developer on the game on on our podcast fun game uh, check out West Plaid, check out uh, Knee Deep, and a uh, nice little independent studio game. It's really not that expensive. Honestly, I believe it was... Uh, I can't remember what the, the price was. Let's see here. It's $20. Um, yeah, I could I could see it being worth 20 bucks. Uh, there's not as much replay value on it that, uh, that other games have, but uh, if you're looking for a different take on your Choose Your Own Adventure story, this is it. Might want to even want to wait for it to go on sale, but it, it has full VR support. That's true. I'm actually really That's curious true. to see how they implemented that. Like, I, I am as well because it doesn't seem like it would lend itself very well to it. But at the same time, but it could because I mean, yeah. you're kind of you're sitting in an audience. Yeah. I, don't, I guess it, the stage would be in front of you, and you guess around and see the theater. Like yeah, that could maybe. be kind of cool. I don't know. That would be kind of cool, but I I'm not sure if that that is. That's the case. I, I don't know, but it'd be interesting to see what what actually they did to implement VR. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else yet? Uh, I'm guessing I by got, that you got, no. got a bunch of yawns right for your face. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I think we're we are all ready to wrap up with 2016 and get on to 2017. Yeah, I think we're all fucking ready to kill 2016 with fire. Good all right, folks. Gone. Yeah, no shit. 
Yeah, pulling back the curtain. We recorded this on uh, January 5th. <laughs> Shh. No, we got to pull back the curtain a little bit. Anyway, if you want to get into contact with us, you can find us over at loadedcartgaming.com. If you want to email me, you can email me at paul at loadedcartgaming.com. Dan is chop at loadedcartgaming.com. If you want to email us both, ask us any questions, you got any concerns, you want to help us make the podcast better, contact us at podcast at loadedcartgaming.com. Also got our Facebook page, facebook.com slash loadedcartgaming. You can find us over at a Reddit thread slash r slash loadedcartgaming. If you want to contact Dan, we're both on Twitter too. I am at Paul Cluel. He, he runs the at loaded card account. Uh, take a look for it. We've also got a Patreon. If you want to give us a little bit of money so we can start incorporating, making this more of a uh, day-to-day activity so we can actually make the podcast better and more part of our lives, head over to patreon.com slash loaded card gaming. Uh, we've already got a couple, a few donors, uh, Mike H., Drew Rowland, and uh, the Tad Pug crew. Thank you guys. We appreciate you very much. Anything else? Any shout outs you want to give? nope i think we are good all right guys thank you so much for joining us in 2016 we appreciate all of you listening to the podcast and with that here's some smooth jazz to play you out And uh, I'm flipping yeah. off my cat. Oh, okay. I thought you were flipping off like the audience or something. Like, like yeah, fuck they you. They can't God. see me. We're, no. Fuck you. We're we're saying fuck you, 2016. We don't give a shit if it was released then. <laughs> She's been sprinting around the apartment trying to disrupt the podcast, little bitch. Anyway. Nice. <laughs>